Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland here with you. I don't know if you've ever been to Philadelphia before. They're one of the most famous things they have there. Are, are well the cheesesteaks, Philadelphia cheesesteaks, and right across the street from each other are the two most famous Philly cheesesteak places. Okay, wait. When you said Philly, the most famous thing they have up there, I thought you was going with the Liberty Bell. Am I wrong with that? Uh, that's second. Oh, okay. It's I'm I'm looking right now. Philadelphia, the cheesesteak first, Liberty Bell second. Oh, where's the Rocky Balboa statue at? Uh, that's at the top of those stairs. That's not in Philadelphia, no. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's in Philadelphia. Okay. It's at the top of the stairs to that to that to to, to that big building. Yeah, that but that it's in Philly, though, right? That, yeah. So it's cheesesteaks, the Liberty Bell, then Rocky Balboa statue. Yeah. All right, cool. Anyways, the the two most che- famous cheesesteak places in Philadelphia, one of them's called Pat Pat's. And the other's called Geno's. And they're and they're right across the street from each other. And by the way, cheesesteaks are one of my favorite sandwiches. The big difference between Pat's cheesesteaks and Geno's cheesesteaks, one of them uses provolone cheese. And the other uses the melted, like, cheese whiz kind of stuff. And it makes, it makes a difference. I mean, they're both really, really good. I prefer the, 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 the provolone on, on my cheesesteak over, the, over the, the gooey cheese whiz kind of stuff. That, that's just me. But I've also already have said on this show a couple of times, I think provolone is the most underrated cheese out of all the cheeses. I don't think I don't think I don't think it gets as much credit as it deserves. And I don't think people talk about provolone cheese as much as it should be spoken about. Well the reason I brought this up is because 
there was a line outside of one of those places, outside of Pat's cheesesteak place. And somebody killed somebody else in that line. An argument over football. Oh, you see, you're in Philadelphia. You know how their sports fans are. They, they, they've been called the most miserable sports fans in America, maybe even the most miserable sports fans on the planet. An argument over football between a New York fan and a Philadelphia fan turned deadly outside the famous cheesesteak place, Pat's Cheesesteak. This happened yesterday. They were in line at Pat's. This would be this would be late Wednesday night, early yesterday morning. It's after a late night. And he wanted one of those one of those sandwiches. They got into an argument about football. Talk about a beef. And that beef escalated and turned physical before one of the fans pulled a gun. The general manager of Pat's cheesesteaks said they were arguing and it turned into a fight. One guy grabbed the other guy and got him in a grip. And the other guy pulled out a gun and shot him in the torso. It was one shot. The cops came right away. The shooter ran off but was reportedly caught by cops outside Independence Hall. Ah. That's where the that's where the Liberty Bell is. In the heart of the city. The twenty three year old victim was was rushed to a nearby hospital and sadly, uh I don't think he got to enjoy his his cheesesteak, his final cheesesteak. Pass then closed for several hours, which was a big deal. It pissed off some people who had to go across the street to Geno's while police were investigating. That's why that's why Pat Pat's had to close down. But the the, the place was soon back in business, and customers got right back in line as soon as uh, the police finished their investigating. Uh, the, the guy who's in charge of Pat said, my employees are pretty shaken up. I don't understand what goes through people's minds. It's a freaking tragedy when anyone dies senselessly. You know, when I first saw this story and I saw someone was, was shot to death, waiting in line for a patched cheesesteak in Philadelphia. Two people got into a an argument. I mean, the first thing I thought of is uh, maybe they were arguing what kind of cheese they like, what cheese they think is better on top of the cheesesteak. Well, if it was in a Pat's line, I think they were pretty unified on what cheese they prefer if it wasn't in the Gino's line, right? Yeah, I think, I think one of them serves both 
both types of cheese, but I know one of them for the provolone cheese, and then the one across the street is more famous for the gooey, the the, the gooey cheese that that you see. So did they ever find out whether the shooter was an Eagles fan or a Giants fan or a Bills fan? It doesn't say that in the story I have. It it, it doesn't say which team's football fan shot the other team's football fan. It just said they were two two football fans, one a New York football fan, the other a Philadelphia football team. And those are all the details. It doesn't say which football fan was the shooter and, and which team's football fan ended up getting shot. Well, here's the most disturbing thing I think is about the story. So this happened in a line in, at Pat's, right? And it was two patrons arguing over football yet they threw Geno's in the store for some reason I'm, I'm quite sure when Geno's read the story they're like why are we even in this store to do well, any well, of this well, just well, just because we're across the street they threw our names in the story too for the Pat's cheesecake well, stuff. So, so slow down here I don't I don't I don't think Geno's was in the story that I read I just oh you, oh, you were just saying that I, I brought it up oh all right all right you were just saying all right I thought that was in the story I thought they put that in there no they 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 both say they have the best cheesesteaks. I got it. That in, was you. In, All in right. Philadelphia. <laughs> All right. Um that's what that's what they both say. And they've always um you know, they've 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 been there for seemingly ever, right across the street from each other and, and it's a uh a sad, sad story about what happened. But other, other, other than the story, that those two places are are both very, very impressive, and and they're both they're they're both great when it comes to uh, cheesesteak sandwiches. But last question: Does a cheesecake does uh, count if you don't put cheese on it? Because I've been to Phillies at Oakwood Mall, and I always tell them no cheese. So is that a cheesesteak still? It's just a steak at that point. All right. Yeah, I know you're not a fan of cheese. Um, yeah, they sell anywhere from four to 5,000 cheesesteak sandwiches a day. All right, coming up on the show this morning, the, uh, the Superdome got its new name and they're already starting up to, to, to put the new name up on the Superdome. It's, it's, this, this deal is a 20 year deal. Unlike the last 10 year deal they had with Mercedes Benz, uh, hang out for that. There's another crazy hack going around social media that, that people are telling you, please don't do. Lots of people are doing it, and it, it's not not healthy at all. Um, we, have, we have a lot to get to on the show this morning. Hang out with us. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, you 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning. It's the John Osterland Morning Show. So it was announced yesterday that the Superdome will now be the Caesars Superdome for the next 20 years as Caesars, the the company that owns Harrah's Casino, they um, came to a 20-year agreement with the uh, Saints. And, and the signage started going up yesterday. Well, remember 10 years ago, Mercedes-Benz was the first business, the first corporation to put their name on the Superdome. And, and for, for most of the people that live around here, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a big deal. I don't, I don't know very many people who ever referred to it, like out on the street around here, as the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Everybody still just called it the Dome. That, that, that's all it was. Hey, you're going to the game, you're going to the concert, where they're playing. Oh, they're playing at the Dome. But for the events that happen in there that are on television all over the place, Every time the building got mentioned, they said, hey, coming to you from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. But 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 we around here never really said that. But anyways, their 10-year their agreement just ended. And the other day on the show, we were talking about how, how they were taking the, the letters, the Mercedes-Benz letters, off the outside of the Superdome, and they, they had a big dumpster there. They were just putting them in the dumpster, I mentioned that I, I wish I knew they were going to do that. I could have, I might have gone and grabbed the letter. Could have bought a vowel? Yeah. Well, yesterday it was announced it's going to be the Caesars Superdome. And they said yesterday they were still finalizing the the financial details, but I also read that it was a 20-year deal worth $138 million. And that had me scratching my head a little bit because I know the Mercedes-Benz deal was 10 years and it was in between 50 and $60 million. And then I saw the new football stadium in Las Vegas go up and Allegiance the airline they 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 
they bought the naming rights, and from what I read, they found $20 million a year to have their name on that stadium. So I, I thought I thought the Saints were going to be getting around there, but it's nowhere, nowhere around there. I mean, not that great in math. I'm in radio. But you do the math. 20 years, $138 million. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of factors uh, I would think would be involved in it. For instance, how old is the Superdome compared to how old <clears throat> the new stadium in, is in Las Vegas? Who has the biggest tourist attraction? Is it Las Vegas or is it New Orleans? You know, there's things like that that I think the um, the cost of living on the West Coast compared to here in New Orleans. I think all of that should factor into how much the money would be worth to advertise on the Superdome. How much visibility does the Superdome have compared to the one? In Las Vegas, I think all of those are factors that you probably have to consider before saying that the Superdome or we got the shaft when it comes to the price. Well, well, you bring up some good points, Coleman, but I just figured that the when I saw what the stadium in Las Vegas got for the for their naming rights, I just thought the the price went up. But anyways, the Yesterday it was announced, and the the state of Louisiana owns the the, the building. They, they own the stadium. But the Saints get to keep all of that sponsorship money as part of an incentive package to keep the team in New Orleans long term. I, I couldn't imagine the team moving someplace else. I, I, I couldn't imagine the NFL not having a, a team here in New Orleans. They, they'd love having a team here. More Super Bowls in that building than any other building. And so um, the company that owns Harris Casino, Caesars, it, it is now the Caesars Superdome. For the next, I've seen some uh, renditions online of what it's going to look like, or what some people think it's going to look like when they finish putting all the letters up. It looks looks kind of cool. But it's just a, uh... yeah, that's another thing. They were still finalizing it, but as soon as they did, they started putting signs up, which means that the signs and logos were already made before the deal was finalized. Caesars already had printed out all the little decorations and logos that they were supposed to put up in the Superdome before it was pinned. And I thought that was pretty interesting, which means they must have known they was going to get this deal prior to it. They just had to sort they had to sort out the minutia. Yeah. It, it's not like it's not it's not like Caesars was gambling uh <laughs> on on this Coleman. They um it had been in the I had read it a couple of times over the last few months that it looked like it was going to be Caesars, and and we 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 mentioned that when we talked about this not that long ago on the show. So a couple of questions: Do you think they'll the outside of the Superdome should have that that leaf Caesar crown thing that they have in Rome? You know how Caesar always has that little crown that look like fig leaves on top of his head. You think they should put that around the Superdome like a crown? That would be wild. But I all I see Caesars has a logo with the the. The way the letters are shaped, mm -hmm. the the way the way it says Caesars, it, it it's unique. 
Yeah, and it was that ancient Roman kind of look, like that old, like Hercules Greek type of diagonal lettering. And how many people are gonna get Caesars confused with the pizza place when they see the Caesars Superdome? They they're gonna think that Caesars is the official pizza of the Superdome. Well, what's interesting about that is, as you know, right next to the Superdome is the arena, the Smoothie King Center. And some people were wondering, is that gonna be the Little Caesars. <laughs> would you, what would you call the Smoothie King Center if Smoothie King was no longer this, uh, the the sponsor of it? Some other, some other. Just the arena? Some, yeah, but before before it was Smoothie King Center, it was the New Orleans Arena. Ah, yeah, New Orleans Arena. That, that's what it was. <laughs> and then and then Smoothie King did the same thing that, that Mercedes-Benz did, and now Caesars is doing. They want to get their name on there. Uh, that's... um. That's great advertising for any any company, any business that that wants to do that. I would have loved to seen the Bayou ninety five point seven Superdome, but um, was yeah, it, I was, was going it to with, be. I was going with Tony Saturi's. It's Tony Saturi's Superdome, and and I also think it's a missed opportunity that Smoothie King Center is not the Daiquiri Center because all you have to do is add some vodka to the smoothie, and then all of a sudden it's a Daiquiri. So maybe we could throw some vodka in the arena and call it the daiquiri arena well for the next 20 years the caesar's superdome there it is and um, it's, a, it's a business deal that's, that's what it is coming up on the show this morning speaking of the nfl they made an announcement yesterday that made headlines they want all of their players to be vaccinated, and I know there's a bunch of NFL players that don't want to get vaccinated. And uh, they just they added incentive, a lot of incentive, for for players to get vaccinated. We'll 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 tell you about it, and I'm going to ask you how you how you feel about it. Um, we have a lot to do on the show this morning. Another crazy hack is going around online. That that people could get. Uh, injured from uh, hang out with us here on Bayou 95.7 New Orleans only classic rock station Bayou 95.7 New Orleans only classic rock station you have a lot of cousins tomorrow is Nashville's day it has another name as well Kentucky Valentine's Day uh, Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland here with you. That song, Take It on the Run from Ario Speedwagon, that one was written by their late guitar player, Gary Ritrash. And I was I was reading where they were they were trying to finish an album and and him and the singer Kevin Cronin were going through stuff talking about stuff and 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 the guitar player said hey I got this I got this song right here and he and he played it for him and and he and he played the beginning of the song for him and 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 he, and he sang it to the singer and he said, I heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who 
heard it from another you were messing around. And as soon as the singer heard that, he said, that has to be on the album. And that's one of the greatest opening lyrics to a song that I've ever heard in my life. And, and they and they, they they recorded the song, and and it turned out to be one of their biggest hits they they ever had. And and you know the first lyric of a song is very important because it, it tells you how you're about to spend your next three or four minutes, five minutes or six minutes. And and have said that that's that's one of the greatest opening lyrics to a song ever. I heard it from a friend, who heard it from a friend, who heard it from another. You've been messing around. So John, when you listen to your songs, what do you think is the better strategy? Songs that start off with a chorus, then they go sing the verse, or songs that start off with a verse that leads you into the chorus of the song. I've always been a big fan of the verse leading yeah, to the chorus I, and then going back. To, yeah. Oh, you know, there, there's some great songs that that start with the chorus, and and but I've always been a fan of the of the verse, chorus, verse. I like the ones where they start off singing and then a beat comes in at a at a key note in the in the verse. Like they they start singing before the music all the way kicks in, and then they say the one magic lyric. Then all of a sudden, all the instruments come in at one time, and and the song just crescendos. I, I'm a big fan of that method as well. Hmm. If if you can um if if you have a favorite opening lyric to a song that you have text us again the opening lyric to a song it's uh, it's 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 important text us at 2609595 uh, the 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 first the first thing you hear the first line the first lyric of a song I mean, it, it, especially nowadays with with people's attention spans or lack thereof attention spans you, you got to get people's attention pretty quick um if, if there's a if there's a first lyric to a song uh that that you love well let us i mean when it comes to attention grabbing it has to be pink floyd hey you because they're like hey, you like pay attention hey you I yeah. think that's pretty, like, that's attention grabbing because even if you're not paying attention, when somebody references you, you have to stop and listen. Me? Hey, you. Me? <laughs> you <know>? yeah, hey, <laughs> you. Hey, you. Turn up the radio. So there's a, there's a hack going around. Uh, TikTok. Right now. And we've seen some wild, crazy TikTok hacks in the past. But they're calling this one risky and, like, some of the other hacks, they're, they're saying, don't do this. This risky hack that's going around, that's becoming a, has become a trend on TikTok. People make a TikTok video of themselves where they put garlic up their nostrils. Mm. Now, garlic is, is supposed to be good for you, but not, not your not nostrils. And that, that could be looked at as a waste of perfectly good garlic. And and they're saying it's also a, a potential health hazard. There are there are people, mostly younger people, 
to do these things, to make videos like this. They're, they're, they're putting garlic cloves up their nostrils in an attempt to clear their sinuses. Okay. And doctors have said that um, this can go wrong on, on many levels. Well, let's start off right there. Why would you want to make a video of yourself clearing your sinuses? Why do you? Why do people feel like this is something that they have to share with the rest of the world? I'm going to clear my sinuses with garlic, but let me videotape it and put it on social media while I do it. It's the time we live in, Coleman. It's the day and age we live in. The, 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 especially younger people that with social media, they they want to they they want to get noticed. They 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 want to get attention. They they want to get a lot of thumbs up. They want a lot of people to click the like underneath things they do. Um, but this going around right here has uh, has people sticking garlic cloves up their nostrils and many of the people show their runny noses Ugh. after this cringe-worthy stunt. But it's, but it's not a cure-all. You're 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 not so you're not supposed to do that. One doctor who's a who's an ear, nose, and throat doctor said if you do this enough, the body will start to react to the oils and chemicals in the garlic and cause contact dermatitis in the nose. Some garlic cloves are really strong. And if you get enough leaching of the chemicals and oils into your nose, it will definitely irritate it, the doctor said. All right. Well, real quick, because we got a little bit of time, I want to knock these out. Uh, best opening lyrics, Mama, I Just Killed a Man, Queen. American Pie, Don McLean. The opening to ZZ Top's LaGrange. Is it the opening lyric to that? A how, 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 how. I don't know if that's the lyric, but that's the opening. Yeah, that, we should have clarified like the actual lyric to the verse. The Rolling Stones, I was born on a south side hurricane. Uh, White Snake, here I go again. I, I do like that Queen one, Mama, I Just Killed the Man. That's Bohemian, pretty, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is this the real life or is it just fantasy? Aldo Nova. Oh, no, wait. No, that's, 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 Bohemian, queen, that's queen, queen, too. too yeah. Uh, this one says, Gerton, Glitton, Gershon, Gershon. That's <laughs> Rock of Ages. Yeah, that's that's the producer from <laughs> from the Def Leppard song Rock of Ages. That that's the that's the producer Mutt Lang who who did that. Here's a here's here's a here's one that I find interesting. The personality is that sample the actual opening lyric where yeah. they say, uh, in a few moments we you know is that is that just a sample? Does that count as the opening lyric of a verse? Red uh, Redbird sent that one in. In Living Color, you know how it comes on? In a few moments we have here, blah, 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 blah. And they, they, is that a, Yeah, I think they sampled that somewhere, just like they sampled the last line in that song from somewhere. The only <laughs> thing we have to fear is fear itself. Hmm. Yeah, that's some good stuff. I do like Mama, I Just Killed the Man. That, that's pretty good. Yeah, thank you for the text. Keep, keep them coming in. Your, 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 favorite, your favorite opening line to a song. Because it's a, it's a very important line. It's it's how the whole song lyrically starts, and it tells you what you're going to be in for for the next uh, few minutes. And um, and pl and please don't don't stick 
garlic cloves up your nostrils to make a popular video to to to, to clear your sinuses. Um, I mean, plus the, the 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 clove of garlic could actually get stuck in your nose. Besides all the all the other health hazards we told you about. Stick with the saline nasal spray. Coming up next, it's this morning's Big O. And it has to do with a, with, with a new rule the NFL just announced yesterday. Stay tuned for that here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' own rock station. Good morning, J.O. here with you. And since it's a little bit after 7, that means it's time for this morning's Big O. Oh. Oh. Yesterday, the National Football League made some news as they announced that Teams face potential forfeits of, of a game and their players not being paid if that game is forfeited because they have several players who test positive for coronavirus. That's a uh, that's a big deal. They and 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 they're doing this because they want all of their players to get vaccinated against the uh, COVID nineteen. We've already seen, and then after this was announced, there were some players who weren't happy about it. And they took to Twitter, social media, and set up. I know the uh, star wide receiver of the Arizona Cardinals, uh, Hopkins, said he, he 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 tweeted, and then he and then he then he deleted the tweet, but he already he already tweeted it, so it was out there. He's this he doesn't want to get vaccinated. This would make him think about his future in the NFL. I, I remember a, a few weeks ago on the show, we, we told you about one of the wide receivers on the Buffalo Bills, Cole Beasley. He said that, uh, wait a minute, it's my life. I'll live and die how I want to live and die. I, I, I can't have, I, I can't have the, the league that I play in tell me that I have to I have to take a shot a vaccine shot you know and it, it's interesting because yesterday on the show during the big O segment 
we were talking about how the numbers were rising again for people getting and it's been the lead story on 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 the news the last few days and we were we were talking about it and and I said I got vaccinated because I can't imagine things going back to the way they were a year ago. I can't imagine things getting shut down again. I, I can't imagine people not being able to make money, people not being able to go to work because where they work shut down again. I, I said that's why I I got it, even though I, I feel that I had gotten this way back in the beginning. Felt like poop for a few days. Rested and and then and then felt better and I was fine and and I felt that all right, I got the antibodies in me. Now I I should be okay. And and like most people who get this the 99% right around there they 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 feel bad for a few days but then they they recover but but i if if our experts are telling us and our our health experts and our authorities and our country are telling us that us getting vaccinated is what will make us get back to normal life before the pandemic as soon as possible i said okay if, if if that's what if that's what they're telling us, I'll I'll think of more than just myself. I'll, I'll think of everybody else, and I, and I'll think me is best for everybody in this country and 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 for this country, and so that's why that's why I did it. Um, but there's still a lot of people that that don't want to get vaccinated, and yesterday. And and that includes many NFL players. And yesterday, the uh, NFL officially um, warned all the teams that they could forfeit a game due to this outbreak among non-vaccinated players. And if that's the case, players... For not only that team, but the team that they were going to play that week won't get paid. If, if there's no game, if there's a forfeit, that nobody will get paid for that week. The NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, said, quote, as we learned last year, we can play a full season if we maintain a firm commitment to adhering to our health and safety protocol and to making needed adjustments in response to changing conditions. And then he said that uh, if a game can't be rescheduled because a game has to be postponed because of too many positive COVID tests, he said if a game can't be rescheduled, and is canceled due to a COVID outbreak among non-vaccinated players on one of the competing teams, the team with the outbreak will forfeit 
and will be deemed to have played 16 games for purpose of draft, waiver, priority, etc. And, and the bottom line is that not only will, will that team forfeit the game, and that'll be a loss, but nobody for that team or the team they were supposed to play that week will get paid. And, and I know there are, uh, there, there are some players out there that aren't happy about that, but the NFL is just doing what they feel is best for our, our, our country to stop the spread of this thing in this particular wave, the the reason it's spreading again suddenly is because of the Delta variant, that's what it's called, and and the NFL is 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 doing what they think is best. I have two questions though. So the, the NFL says if there's a COVID spread between the unvaccinated, they could forfeit the game. What if you are vaccinated and you still get COVID? Does does it only count if you're unvaccinated? in the COVID spreads, because you can still get COVID with the vaccine, right? So yeah. are they only punishing the unvaccinated if it spreads? Because what if somebody who is vaccinated is the one that has the virus and they don't know it because they got the vaccine and they're uh, asymptomatic and everyone who gets it just happens to be vaccinated? Does it not count if the virus still spreads or are they still going to blame it on the people that are unvaccinated, even though those who are unvaccinated don't have it, but the people who are vaccinated are vaccinated do have it? Does it not count? Does it not count as a forfeit? If that's the scenario, does it only punish the unvaccinated? That's a that's a good question, Coleman. It it doesn't say that. And do you think? And, it's, and because we we know that if you've been vaccinated, you you could still get the 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 Delta variant. Although they say uh, you won't be nearly as sick or you won't feel nearly as bad. And, and many people were symptomatic. They, they wouldn't have any symptoms. Uh, but but it didn't say anything about that. Yeah, but even before the vaccine came out, they were saying that a lot of people were asymptomatic. You get what I mean? Because a, a lot of people probably had it and didn't know they had it because they were asymptomatic, and that was before the vaccine. Now they're making it seem like with the vaccine, uh, only the unvaccinated people don't show sy- uh, symptoms of being asymptomatic, and it's only the vaccinated people that's asymptomatic. It's so many weirdness. And then I don't like the idea of people being punished for something that other somebody else does. So now they're saying, even if you play for the other team, if you don't play the game, you don't get paid. So that makes the other team point fingers at the at their opposing team saying, it's because of you I'm not getting paid. And that shifts the blame from, you know, the NFL and their rules or whatever to the other teammate. That's going to start, start a lot of infighting. And I think that's by design. They want to pressure people to get the vaccine. That's why it. they did this. Yeah, they, but, they, but they, do you don't think they, they're going too far with it? I get that they want to promote the vaccine. I, I'm all I'm all for that. But the tactics that they're using is what I'm like. It's like they're bullying people at this point to get vaccinated. They're they're punishing them. They're they're restricting access. They're making other people mad at them. They're taking away like they're doing. Every, they're making rap videos. It's like they're they're trying to punish people and shame people to get vaccinated. But that's that's the I, that's the point I don't like. I get why they want to do it, but the tactics they're using seem like bullying to me. Well, that's that's what the star wide receiver of the uh, Arizona Cardinals basically said in his tweet. He said, "Wait a minute! Now, now you're going to take money away from 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 people uh, if if some people decide not to get vaccinated and and 
and you're going to take money away from people that don't have COVID-19, you, you, I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to start thinking about my future in this league. And, and then he deleted that tweet after. Um, but the league says more than half of its teams have the COVID-19 vaccination rates greater than 80% of their players. And more than 75% of players are in the process of being vaccinated. I guess in, in between the two shots. The NFL saying that they, they want, that they're saying the same thing that, that authorities in our country are saying, our, our medical experts are saying, the, the way we get back to normal, the way we get back to life, the way it was before the pandemic, is is the vaccination that is the that's the best way and, and and that's what that's what everybody should do um text us if you're listening what do you think about the nfl's announcement yesterday i mean i'm a i'm a big i'm a big sports fan and 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 i'm i'm a, I'm a big nfl fan big football fan college football uh Teams just started yesterday going into camp. The, the Saints start their, their camp next week. What do you think about what the NFL did yesterday, what they said about this announcement? And, and you know, locally I just read where Ochsner Hospital, they, they're going to they're gonna make all of their employees get the vaccination if, if, they, if they still want to continue to work there and that had a lot of people talking locally and then this the nfl announcement yesterday had a lot of people talking nationally text us 504-260-9595 let us know what you think about this and from everything that i have read businesses companies leagues they can demand they can make the people who work for them at those places they can make them get the vaccination shot um text us 504-260-9595 let us know how, how you feel about the nfl saying yesterday if there are too many positive covid tests on one team this season and they have to forfeit a game that that could very well mean that team loses and everybody on that team and the team that they were going to play who did nothing wrong who didn't who didn't have this problem they wouldn't get paid either for that week that the nfl without a doubt they're they're sending they're sending a message they they want all of their players to, to get vaccinated. Text us. Keep your text short. If it's good, we'll read it coming up next on the show. And please don't text while you're driving. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. I just saw where a bull escaped a slaughterhouse on Long Island in New York. 
And that bull has been seen running through neighborhoods, middle-class neighborhoods in Mastic, Long Island. An escaped bull is on the loose. And authorities hope to capture the bull before it reaches the china shop. There. Isn't that something? Smart bull, though. It, it escaped the slaughterhouse. It knew its days were numbered, and now it's running around the, uh, the town up there. Hey, coming up next, your texts on the NFL's announcement yesterday saying that if, if, if a team has a COVID outbreak and they have to miss a game because uh, they're unvaccinated players, we're testing positive for COVID. Not only would they forfeit the game, they could lose that game, but they don't play that game, their team, that team, and the other team who they were going to play wouldn't get paid that week. That's got a lot of people talking, and, and there's a, a bunch of players who are upset about that. Your texts on that next here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning. John Osterland here with you. An hour ago, we, we were talking about the best opening lyrics, the best opening lyric to a song. And uh, we got some really good texts from you. Uh, I, I want to get back to that at some point, if not later on in this show, uh, next week, um, be, because there's some really good ones. And, and think about it, the opening lyric to a song, really important, because it gets you set for what you're about to hear about for the next three or four minutes, five minutes. Um, we, we got some really good texts on that. But this morning, if you're just joining us during our Big O segment, I talked about the announcement the NFL made yesterday saying that if an NFL team has a COVID-19 breakout and they can't play for a week, not only would they would they forfeit that game, lose that game, but the, the players for that team and the team they were going to play wouldn't be paid. For that week, it, it angered some NFL players. Uh, some tweeted some things and then and then deleted those tweets. But we all know once you once you put something out there, it's, it's out there whether you delete it or not. And I asked you to text us how you felt about the NFL's announcement yesterday. And obviously, obviously, they're doing this because they want all of their players to get vaccinated. This first text says, why are the vaccinated people so scared if they're vaccinated? Also, this vaccine isn't even tested. Who knows the long-term effects? Well, you, you can you can be vaccinated and still get coronavirus, although they say, again, the, 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 the health experts say that um, if you are vaccinated and you don't, it, it won't be that bad. This text says, I agree. I feel bullied and shamed because I didn't get the vaccine. 
This text says, it sounds like they're just singling out the unvaccinated when in fact it could be the vaccinated people who are spreading the virus. And that, and that brought me to that logic. You just said that the vaccine, you can still get the virus, right? But you don't show symptoms. Asymp- and, asymptomatic. Asymptomatic. Yes. But the unvaccinated people can still show symptoms. So it, it would make sense that it would be the unvaccinated people who are more likely to spread the virus because they would not know that they had it. You also mentioned that in the hospitals is mostly unvaccinated people, which means because they are unvaccinated, they're more likely to show signs, which means they would go take the proper precautions. Like if you and I, let's say you're vaccinated, I'm not. If we both got the virus, I probably would show symptoms. So I would say I can't come in because I might spread the virus. While you have the virus, but you wouldn't know you had it because you are vaccinated and you still come to work. That means you are more likely to spread the virus because you don't know you have it. You get what I mean? I do. So that would make it would make more sense that it would be vaccinated people spreading the virus more because they don't know they have it. So that's a good text from that guy. I didn't you know. I didn't. That is wow. <laughs> right. This text says this is from Roy. Just because the experts and authorities say you should pay higher taxes doesn't mean you're going to pay higher taxes. Same should go with the vaccine. Tony says that's the way it should be. You don't play if you don't get. You don't if you don't play. You don't get paid. Cheryl says mandating vaccines may be the only answer. The virus will continue to mutate and the pandemic will never end. And she's a nurse. See, there, there, there are people that have such strong feelings on both sides of this discussion. Uh, again, I got vaccinated because the, the experts, the authorities are telling us that's the best way for us to get back to normal. That that's that's the that's the best way to stop this thing from spreading. And God knows we can't go back to the way it was a year ago. But, but then there are other people, Coleman, uh, on on the other side of that argument that say, look, if ninety nine percent of the people who get this recover from it, why 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 do I have to get vaccinated? So there there, there are people that are very passionate. On True. both sides of this issue. But here's the difference in, t- the, in the issue. What I find is the unvaccinated people are leaving the vaccinated people alone. They're saying, if you want to go do it, knock yourself out. I choose not to. My body, my choice. We're not stopping you from doing anything. They're not, they're not actively trying to kick people out the line saying, don't get vaccinated. Whereas the vaccinated people are putting more pressure on the unvaccinated people. They're giving them fines and penalties. They're shaming them. They're saying that you can't come to work. Like they're putting more, like it's, it's sort of like a pariah, like the Salem Wist trials, right? It's like one, like the whole town is gathering their little torches and they're out there trying to banish those who are unvaccinated saying they're, you're monsters. You know, you're, you're, you're this, you're that. It, it, it kind of reminds me of that. You, you ever seen like Frankenstein, the movie where Frankenstein is this monster. He's just trying to mind his own business. He knows he's a monster, but the whole town doesn't like this monstrosity. So they all get together and try to kick Frankenstein out. That's how I feel that the vaccinated people are doing to the unvaccinated. They're all getting together, trying to punish the unvaccinated, calling them names, calling them monsters, saying they don't, they don't care about life. They're soulless creatures and all that. And they're like, come on, because they feel like they have the moral authority to do that. And they feel like they know better. And that's how I, that's how it seems to me. Like, I feel like I'm being pressured and bullied and tiki-torched out and banished from society just because I don't agree. Yeah, they, they, I, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good analogy. The, the unvaccinated now are like the Frankensteins uh, in, in our country. This text says, if the shot tr- uh, really and truly worked and saved lives, you, you, they would charge for it, you know, like insulin. Um, 
Roy also says, so if the Super Bowl game ends uh, up getting forfeited because of the COVID-19 positive players, then there will be no Super Bowl? I don't buy that. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't buy that either. There's too much money at stake there. All right, and this last text says, who's to say that after I take the vaccine years later, I develop something even worse than corona because of the long-term effects are unknown? Well, that's what uh, that, that's how some people feel, and uh, that's why this is uh, it, it's it's absolutely fascinating. That's why I I brought it up this morning on the show what the NFL announced yesterday, and um, I I just uh, I I I can't wait for football season because I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan, and this is uh and 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 all I want, all I want is for is for us to get back to the way life was before this damn pandemic. That that That's all I want. That's what I want more than anything. Um, coming up next on the show, thank you for your text. We always appreciate it, and we invite you to text during the during our whole show. doesn't matter what we're talking about. Uh, always keep your text short. If it's good, coming up next on the show, and please uh, don't text while you drive. Coming up, this... Uh, this woman has a 91-year-old grandfather who sends her hilarious text messages. And uh, I'm going to tell you about a couple of them. It, it, it made me laugh, and, and it shows me the older you get, that doesn't mean you, you ever lose your, your sense of humor. Stay tuned for that. I still got the dumb all morning. And, and today is Foberg Friday. So the next time you hear my voice, I'm going to give you the opportunity to win $95 to go spend at Foberg Brewery. That's next here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning. It's the John Osterland Morning Show. This woman shares a lot of her life, like a lot of people do, on social media. And she made some headlines because of a text message she shared that she received from her 91-year-old grandfather. And the woman... Her name is Megan. She lives in Illinois. And the text she shared made me crack up. And I thought you'd enjoy it too. She recently got a text message from her grandfather that said, This is Grandpa. I read an article that said if you do not find a life partner by 29 years old, you most likely will die alone. Your birthday is coming up in three months. Just wanted to let you know. Love, Grandpa. So, so she's, I guess she's going to be 29 pretty soon. And her grandfather wanted to let her know what, what he 
he just read. If if you don't find your your future husband or life partner, whatever, but by, by the time you're 29, according to Grandpa, he because he read this, you will most likely die alone. Other than that, have a have a great day. Love you, Grandpa. It makes me wonder that the 91-year-old is speaking from experience. Oh, no, yeah, he must have had a woman if that's the grandpa. I mean, he procreated. But I like the part where he didn't specify what type of life partner he can. It, it has to be. So she can get a dog or a cat, and that could be the life partner. He didn't say, he didn't say marriage. He didn't say a relationship. He said life partner. Yeah, he just said, this is grandpa. I read an article that said if you do not find a life partner by 29, you most likely will die alone. Uh, your birthday is coming up in three months. Just wanted to let you know, Grandpa. You know, other than that, you know, everything else is is going all right. Uh, good looking now, Gramps. <laughs> so, she shared that on, on her on, on her TikTok, and and a lot of people got a kick out of that. She's like, "Hey, it's your, your your grandfather, you know, you time's running out. If, if you don't you don't want to die alone." And I, I just I, I I thought that was um that was it it made me laugh. You know there are a lot of people Coleman and we both have friends who share so much on social media. They I I know, I have a bunch of Facebook friends and they they literally live their lives. On social media, I mean anything that happens, anything that happens during during the day or at night, they they will they will then go and they will say, well, well, this just happened. You know, I was I was pulling out of my driveway and and you know this car almost hit me. I mean things that things that I personally would never even it would never even cross my mind. To, to go to social media, well, and be, I, it, some of it, a lot of it is so mundane. But you have to think about it, John. You have a platform, and if you've been in radio for thirty years, these people, most Facebook people, they don't work in entertainment, so this is their way to finally have a platform and share their lives. You know, even though you don't share much on social media, you're not a big social media person. You do come on air and talk about a lot of stuff you do in your life, or that you like. You like to go to Taco Bell. Or, you know, you like the NFL, you like sports, so but you have a platform to do that. So when after the show is over, you don't really have that much more to say because, you you know, you've said everything or most of the stuff you want to share on, on the air. Whereas these people, they don't have that platform, so that's their opportunity to share their thoughts. They don't have podcasts. You know, they don't have radio shows. They don't have TV shows. That's their little time to shine. No, that makes sense. That That, that does. Um, and, and I've never, I've never used Facebook like, like most people do. Cause when, when, when Facebook started getting big, what now? 11, 12 years ago. Oh, that hurt my heart when you said that. You no know, time flies, doesn't it? Oh. From, from day one, I always used it for the radio show that I was doing. And, you know, I would always just ask questions or, or, or put up things much like we do on the radio show. And it was just another outlet 
where you could see how people felt about things. But I, I've never been one to use Facebook like 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 most people use Facebook because I, I I've always I've always felt well it's I have I have a job that is that is pretty public. I need to have some sort of a some sort of a private life. I you know you know but 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 boy there are there are some people that they they just it's it's like they're doing a radio show a lot of times on on their Facebook page. Oh, that's why they call it social media. That's their chance to be social with everyone. That's exactly why they, it's called social media. It's a media outlet where you get to be social. You get but, to share your thoughts, share your opinions, share photos. You share your life. You're being social, but no, just not in real life. And, and what, whether whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or, or whether whether it's TikTok or YouTube or wherever people can express themselves, I get it. I, I and and some of it is very creative and, and, and very good. But then I, I've got I've got some as a matter of fact, I'll give you a quick example. And this guy's probably listening right now. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anybody's name, but I know I know he, he likes listening to the show. But a couple of days ago he posted Of being rushed to the hospital. Man, I hope he's doing okay too. Well, well, he is. That's good. But he's a good guy. But but that was his post, and then and then some people started commenting. Well, I hope your wife is going to be okay. And then he commented underneath that, "It's it's me. I'm the one who's being rushed to the to the hospital." And that's where it ended. And and it got me thinking because I always like to put myself. In, in other people's shoes, if, if I see they're going through something, how, how would I react? How would I handle that situation? And the first thing that popped into my mind was, if I was being rushed to the hospital, like in an ambulance, I think the last thing in the world I would do would be to, to, to grab my cell phone and, and go, to, go to the Facebook app and, and to tell people, that I'm being rushed to the hospital. I, I I think I would have more pressing things in going through my mind than to to go on to Facebook and tell people that. Also, there is an advantage to doing that. So let's say I'm being rushed to the hospital and I have the opportunity on social media. Well, then my bosses and everyone would know just in case I don't show up somewhere instead of having to worry about me they'd be like oh what happened to Coleman he didn't show up somebody can say oh he, he went he got rushed to the hospital he put it on Facebook just to kind of let everyone know what's going on and not to worry hey this is where I'll be this is what I'll be doing so it is a good way to kind of give people an indicator what's going on with your life just in case because with you if you got rushed to the hospital we would have to find you because you wouldn't post it, you wouldn't tweet it. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's, been, it's, it's funny. Done. It's yeah. funny you say that, right? Because we're coming up on the six-year anniversary where I got sick. I remember this, and because I never, I never went to the hospital before. I never, I never, because I was always knocking on wood. Right now, I, 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 I always felt all right, but I was, I was feeling like crap. I was getting sick, and I even had some friends and neighbors tell me, "Are are you okay? You look you don't look right." You're, I was losing some weight, 
and, and a few of them told me, you know, you should go to a doctor. Oh, I'll, I'll be fine. Whatever it is, I'll be fine. That's just, that's just how I, I am. Remember, this happened six years ago. I remember. In the summer. One day, I just collapsed. I, I was standing by my front door, uptown, and Bruce saw me. She called the ambulance. And the ambulance came and picked me up and brought me to Toro. And they looked at me, they checked me out, and they said, oh, my God, you... Not only do you have diabetes, which I never in a million years thought I had or I would ever get. We had no history in my family. But they said, your blood sugar is so high, I cannot believe you're still conscious talking to us. I have ne The doctors in the emergency room at Toro said, I, I, I can't believe that we're having this conversation right now. You have diabetes. And I said, come on. Really? I said, we had no history of that in my family or whatever. And I guess they told me I, 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 I just ate too much sugar, I guess. And, and, um, and, and I was in the hospital a couple of days. And How many missed calls did you have? I had a few, but I, I, I thought about, and, and I called, I, I think I called you or sent you a message. And mm -hmm. I, uh, some, a, a few friends, uh, some friends, I, I, I said, well, yeah, this is what's going on. This is why you might not have heard from me from the last last few days, um, but and then and then when a couple of friends came and visited me in the hospital, thought about taking a picture and, and maybe posting it on social media. And I said, I, "No, I feel like crap, and I, I look like crap. And I, what? Why? Why would I want to put this on Facebook? Why? Why would I want to put this media? You wouldn't do the thumbs up in the hospital bed selfie. You know, I thought about that, but then I remembered Coleman. I've seen so many people." post pictures of their of, of of their dying parents or grandparents that are that are in the hospital bed and they're like, oh it looks like this is it for Mima. You know, and, and I'm thinking to myself, does Mima really want that picture to go out to everybody you know and, and a lot of people you don't know? You know, I, I when I when I when I see that I, I, I think of that. But um but but you're right. I, I don't I because of the job that I have, I, I don't use F Facebook like most people do, and and um, I I just thought that was interesting. One of my one of my Facebook friends the other day, who does listen to the show, uh, when, when when he posted being rushed to the hospital. I hope it wasn't the Jaeger shot that he took. Hey, right now today is Foberg Friday. Right now, I have got. A $95, well, I've got $95 for you to spend at Foberg Brewery. Yeah! That's a, that's a beautiful new, new place over there in New Orleans East. That, that Foberg Brewery is really nice. How would you like $95 to go spend at Foberg Brewery? If you would like that, be our ninth caller right now at 504 Two six zero ninety five ninety five. If you're caller number nine, you win ninety five dollars to spend at Foberg Brewery. Place is beautiful because it's Foberg Friday here on Bayou ninety five point seven, New Orleans only classic rock station.
Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Congratulations to Fred in River Ridge. Fred was just our ninth caller. And because today is Foberg Friday, Fred just won $95 to go spend at Foberg Brewery. Beautiful uh, facility over in New Orleans East. Uh, we've been over there. It's awesome. So congratulations, Fred. We appreciate you listening, and we appreciate you uh, hey, winning, being caller number nine on Foberg Friday. Have fun spending those $95 over at Foberg. I did the math. We've been to Foberg a few times, and I like the original Foberg draft, which is only $5, which means Fred could get 19 beers with that gift card if he felt like it. But there's also other stuff like T-shirts and golf balls and the tour that they have. But I just did the math, man. That's good for 19 beers if you don't tip. I, I like to tip. Yeah, I, I, I like Fulberg beer, too. It's, uh, it, it, it suits me very well. Um, good stuff. Coming up next, it's the dumbest thing I read all morning. This is a television reporter who just, uh, I think she just lost her job and she, she got caught not being truthful during a television report on the news. What do you hear the details on this? That's next. Here on Bayou 95.7. New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. here with you. And it's that time of our show where I tell you the dumbest thing I read all morning. I think I'm dumb. I think I'm dumb. I think I'm dumb. Television reporter is fired after being caught smearing herself in mud before Philbert saying she helped clear up efforts in a flood-devastated town. Here's a uh, here's a television a television news reporter who was not being honest with the viewing audience. In all fairness, this is nothing new. It's just that now we live in a generation where we have cell phones and cameras everywhere, so you can't you cannot get away with it like you used to. That's that that's true. And some would call her a dirty or filthy liar, but she put the dirt and the filth on herself. Literally. She happened to be a television reporter for a German television station in Germany and she was fired after she was caught smearing herself in mud before filming a report in a flood devastated town this week I guarantee you she got fired because she got caught not because she uh, lied or fabricated a news report I'm quite sure in some media circles they tell you if you just make it up if you can't do it you fabricate it whatever just get, get just get the story so she got fired because she got caught. If she'd have told this story behind the scenes, they would have been like, yeah, you had to do that. <laughs> Look, a lot of people watch the news. And when they and they, when, when they watch the news, they want to see the news. So this woman, here's a reporter, 
She gets sent out to cover a story. And the story happened to be about how this town got messed up, got ravaged by this flood. And when they showed up to do the story, she saw some people in that town who were working, getting very dirty, trying to fix some things that the flood had destroyed, had messed up. So she, in her mind, is thinking to herself, well, I could just stand here and, and, and cover the story and show you these pictures and show you the video and tell you what's going on with the flood, which is what she should have done. But then somewhere in her mind, she said, well, you know, it would add to the story if I had mud and dirt all over him. town is so messed up. I could look like that I was helping putting this town back together, or I was caught in the middle of this flood-ravaged town if I have mud and dirt all over me. So 39-year-old Susanna Olin did that. She muddied herself to pretend she had lent a hand with the cleanup effort. You idiot! In the German town of Bad Munstrafiel. Close enough. So you know what would have been easier? If she really did lend a hand and had the cameras rolling, if the people were right behind her doing a cleanup effort, it didn't take nothing for her to just go back there and, some, and start moving some boards around or something. You know, and then it would have been more believable. Yeah, and um, this was this was a story that also went in in a in a local newspaper, and there and there was a picture of her there with with mud all over her, and and the headline of the that article in that one paper said cleaning up after the flood. News presenter lends a hand over in bad monster rifle. <laughs> Monster rifle. That's the name of the monster town. rifle. That's what, that's what it sounds like. You're saying monster rifle. We've seen this with Instagram influencers as well. You know, whenever there's a, a storm or a wildfire out in California, or some businesses have been ravaged because of riots, I've seen people actually go out and take selfies of themselves in front of the buildings with the boards, and then uh, put it on Instagram, and then leave right after that. Like they they really pull up, take a photo out, and go. So this is. A tactic. It's not nothing, anything new. She just got caught. She was caught after an onlooker posted an incriminating video online. Um, the video was of her putting mud on herself. So somebody was there, saw what she was doing, got it on video, and then posted it online. Well, at least she's not afraid to get her hands dirty. Thank you, Horatio. And then the channel said, Our reporter's approach clearly contradicts journalistic principles and our own standards. We therefore gave her a leave of absence after we heard about it and after we, we saw the video. It's funny what the, what the station said. It said, her approach clearly contradicts journalistic principles and our own standards. <laughs> like, like, like it's a news station, you know what I mean? Like, like okay, there's journalistic, we're, we're journalists here. 
and you've got your journalistic principles, and then we've got our own standards, too. Yeah, at least they're trying to keep the kayfabe alive that they are journalistic standards these days. She ran afoul of, of all of that. But, you know, we've seen here in the United States on, on news networks, we, we've seen instances over the last several years of journalists, like, standing someplace where something they say is happening really isn't happening like that? Oh, no. My favorite one is when they do the side-by-side shots, like they have the little panel windows, so they have the journalists talking, and they're trying to interview somebody that's on the scene. But then the thing is, in real life, they're in the same location. They just have the cameras facing two different directions. And somebody pointed that out because the same car's going behind one person. <laughs> A few seconds later, that same car would pass by the other person, but yet they were making it seem like, we're talking to this person on location when they, they're in the same damn location. Yeah, we've we've seen it before here. This just happened to be over in over over in Europe, over in in Germany. So the uh, the thirty nine year old female news reporter, Susanna Olin, who was caught smearing herself with mud when she went to report on a flood ravaged city over there. And uh, wanted it to make it look like she helped in the cleanup efforts. Uh, that's, that's the dumbest thing I read all morning. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.